Paul, we're recording once again remotely because of social distancing. And I want to share with you something I haven't really given any thought of until now. All right. Ready for it? Hit me. And that is in my phone under favorites. I note that you are the first person I ever added. Like you, you are at the top of my favorites. Wow. I don't know. Just let me think about how this podcast is just kind of top of mind and being like, I got to have you on speed dial to talk about all this sweet DC music. <laughs> There's like so much stuff that has stopped that we can't do anymore. But thank God we can keep doing this podcast. Always glad to have you on the show top of mind. And uh, who is top of show? Now we are going to party with the kids who want to party with you by Bad Moves. Here on Hometown Sounds.
and welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC both hangs in there and shows you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Fareco. I'm Paul Vodra. And that was Bad Moves with a track called Party with the Kids Who Want to Party with You. I love the inclusionary message of that. That's the Power Pop Quartet and Supergroup, fronted by David Combs. This track is the first single from Bad Moves' upcoming record, Untenable, which is out on May 29th digitally and June 12th on CD and limited edition mint green vinyl on Don Giovanni Records. There's a very fun music video for this track that involves kids who party with each other. It's very, very good. It's by David Combs Video Production Company, Baby Food Productions. And Bad Moves, the band is founded on three principles. One, songwriting is collaborative. Two, singing is everyone's job, along with the arrangements. And three, arrangements blending voices and ideas to avoid centering on any one member. And Rolling Stone recently did a little feature on this track and their upcoming release and called it a meditation on communion in the face of crisis disguised as a fast-paced celebratory rocker. And the band wrote in a statement on this song, at the song's center is the question of how to live viably as an artist while knowing that working people will inevitably continue to be ground down. Against that dreary backdrop, the phrase, party with the kids who want to party with you, becomes kind of a mantra for clinging to the moments of human connection that still exist whether that's at a real live rock show or on a Google Hangouts call with friends during a global pandemic. Oh man, I this song came out today as we were recording this and when I saw the email announcing it this morning was so excited and knew that this needed to be a part of the show. They just write such great pop songs. They know how to do it right. God, yeah. And while the chorus is kind of celebratory and also just a feel good message the the lyrics of the song are actually pretty bleak um especially uh given how things are going today so um yeah this this song should should really grab everybody i think this song should be in your ears for the rest of today i think so paul i i have the most general idea about how you were doing which i think is going to lead us into i don't know most notable thing that we'll talk about and I don't know. I, I feel like when Paul posts something on Facebook, it means something. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, some people like post, you know, news articles or funny little memes or whatever. Or I'm not an oversharer, but uh, yeah, I was just like, I got kind of bummed out last week. Um, just kind of got feeling like disconnected from everybody. Just was feeling bummed about, you know, everything. And, and like, I wanted to reach out to people, but yet I really had like nothing to talk about except for, What's what's all happening in the world? And I was tired of talking about it. So um, I needed something to happen. And and sure enough, on Saturday, something happened. And that is that we were invited to be part of an event called the DC Web Fest. And the thing that happened, most notably, is that we won an award. <laughs> yep. My dad was thrilled when I told him about this. <laughs> like, actually, in the same conversation, I told him about how I'm making money for retirement. And he seemed to exhibit kind of the same amount of glee. <laughs> Man, that boy's finally making it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got invited to to submit and be a part of this DC Webfest, you know, like a while ago, like month, month and a half ago before everything, you know, happened. So this was meant to be an in-person conference and festival celebrating 
which I heard was supposed to be kind of a swanky thing with including like we get like a Reiki session and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot going on. I think it was the eighth annual DC WebFest, uh, a celebration of web and digital media of uh, a lot of different kinds. And I was pumped about this this from the start. But I'll be real, I did kind of forget about it until you Facebook messaged me late Saturday morning or early afternoon. Um, uh, let's just keep let's let's keep the the convo going about just the whole experience. Yeah. So we we got on the Zoom call uh, with you know the intro and then some panel discussions about storytelling and then there was a panel discussion about podcasting that was moderated by well-known DC media figure, Mr. Marcus Dowling, who we go way, way back with. And um, there were a few other podcasts featured, which I actually was not familiar with any of them. Uh, one was called All the Fly Kids. And um, it, it was neat to to hear what the other podcasters were, were talking about with their podcasts, uh, the subject matter and how they approach them and whatnot. And while we're sitting there, you know, on our Zooms with our headphones, Listening in, suddenly they said, and next we're going to be talking to Hometown Sounds. And I was ready. I thought of, I thought there was a possibility that I might be asked to include myself in the proceedings. I got dressed up. I, I put on a jacket. Yeah. I set up my audio so that it was like just streaming great. Yeah. I did not prepare as well. I had just a, you know, a cheap pair of headphones that I had plugged into my computer. Uh, was only wearing you know a regular T-shirt, but <laughs> so we 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 suddenly were were invited into the Zoom as panelists, and we uh, the first. So here's the thing: I don't want anybody to think that we're 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 dissing the DC Webfest at all by saying that we were not really made aware that we were going to be interviewed. Um, no, I, you know, had a, I had nothing but a really fun experience. Yeah, it was great. It was so awesome, and of course, you know, they were planning for this thing to be in person and they had to to shift gears. So, you know, the fact that they pulled together what they did was amazing. So, and we, we loved it. We loved being a part of it, but it was just, it was very funny how suddenly we were asked to get on stage and speak in front of everybody. So the first question she asked was, what do you never get asked that you you want to be asked? How do you, how do you answer that? If you never been, if you never get asked that, I know. And I just, I froze. I was like, Oh, Oh, what did we come up with? Here's what I came up with. I came up with, uh, why are you doing this? Because we don't have advertising. We're not doing this for a living. What is it that keeps you guys going to do hometown sounds? That was the question I made up for our, for us to get things started. And <laughs> I think we did a fine job. So it was great. I think we did we did a real good job with the interview. And um, I think you gave some really good audio production tips, which was oh, good. It- well, it was really great, and this is this is my big props to Marcus K. Dowling, who I have also provided this feedback to. And he asked me, yeah, he asked me like what advice I would give to people in like an editor or production role, right? And it demonstrated that he knew what our show was and about, and he offered the the commentary that our show has a certain has a specific sound to it. Yes, and. That made me, no one has ever talked to me about the uniqueness or individuality of like, just because of like how Hopetown Sound sounds. And so one, that was really touching. But two, 
it set me up for success in an area where I have zero confidence, which is live Q&A. Like, I could actually answer this question. <laughs> yes. That was yeah. awesome. Because I, I was really like one for two. Like, the first time I jumped in, I was just bumbling. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. It was really great to be recognized for what you do yeah. and to be asked to share something about it. Yeah, it was fantastic. So we did that segment. And then later on, there was an award segment and we received an award. Yes, the Local Heroes Award in the podcast category, which I really think is uh, the perfect award for guys like us. That's it, It's absolutely correct. So that was super, super well appreciated. I don't think we've ever won an award before, much less even be nominated and to be included in the whole thing was just really cool. It was a very good experience and honestly, really, really cheered me up. I'm going to share what could have been a blooper, but I think that there's joy in the blooper. And that is that uh, during a stretch where we were on a break, I got up to get something to eat. I just left, left the webcam up. And I went up and I, I got out of the fridge this enormous eclair. <laughs> And I sort of paced sort of back and forth between my computer and the kitchen and proceeded to have to be a very, very sloppy boy <laughs> in terms of this enormous eclair whose internal contents made its way all over my face. And then there came a point when the break was over and everyone was back and you could see everyone. And the one thing about that is kind of scary is that you never know when something when something you've turned on or off is going to turn back on or off without you knowing it. <laughs> and oh, was I afraid that I uh, that everyone could see me walking around with eclair over my fa- all over my face? <laughs> but that was that was not what happened. So. Um, modify a phrase i've just showed you how the eclair is made there you go (laughs) i think that we need to keep this show moving with some more music man sounds great who's next award-winning podcaster paul next up is blue streak
song was called Damaged by Blue Streak. It came out on March 20th. We last played Blue Streak in May of 2018 with a track called No Guns on TV Hill. Blue Streak, they say that they take influence from songwriters like the likes of Bob Mould, Carol King, and Alex Chilton. And I'm always on the lookout for people who are cribbing their their influence from Alex Chilton. Blue Streak, the band, is actually named after the 1999 buddy cop film starring Martin Lawrence, Luke Wilson, and Dave Chappelle. Not a lot of new info about Blue Streak since we last had them on the show. This new release was recorded by Jay Robbins at Magpie Cage in Baltimore, Maryland. If you don't know him, Jay Robbins is known for being in the band Jawbox. And DC bands, he's been kind of a hot producer in the last year, year and a half for recording and producing all kinds of stuff from all kinds of DC bands. Yeah, Blue Streak is kind of uh, allergic to the social media and they sort of snuck this one out with not very much fanfare, but we think it is awesome and we are giving it a little bit of the fanfare it deserves. Also, one thing that I think is interesting is that their their members were really in like kind of tons of punk bands. And I think it's kind of fun and interesting to, I don't know, take a step in another direction from punk to power pop like they did here. It's uh, I think it speaks to people with different music interests, and that's cool. So have you been experiencing any of the live stream music performances that have been popping up recently? I've done nothing. In fact, DC Web Fest is the only event I've jumped in on. And I don't know. I mean, part of it was like we were directly invited for it. What's what have you what have, what have you been doing, Paul? Yeah, I've been trying to peep into a little bit of it. Last night, I tuned into a, a brief, like fifteen minute ambient set by Tristan Welsh. Uh, he was premiering a new piece that he's working on. And this past Sunday, friend of the pod, Mary Jo Matea, did a. A Beatles ex- brunch, right? De- yeah, an extended Beatles brunch, which I listened to along with my dad, who is the biggest Beatles fan I've ever seen. And that was really nice to, you know, we were texting um, and he had a request and I made sure that that got played. So um, Aww, it was good. that's really cute. It was great. Did she dedicate it to him? Or? Yeah, she's like, this one goes out to Paul's dad, whoever that is. What song was it? <laughs> um, I don't hear there and everywhere. Is that right? Uh, it was one that Mary Jo had actually never played before, but she had the tabs and pulled it up and and did a great job with it. So it was really nice. And so, you know, and bands, I, I swear, I just looked at Instagram like a minute ago and there's like five live streams going on right now on my Instagram. So it's happening constantly. It's really great. And I wanted to give everybody a tip if you wanted to tune into some of these. Mary Jo tried to go live on YouTube and I think because it was Beatles related, it got immediately shut down for terms of service infringement. So we had Wow, to st- so they have something in place assessing content, live content. Yes. Yeah, you can't just go live and do whatever you want because the copyright police will come and knock that right down. So so we switched over she switched over to Facebook Live and that worked great. But the problem, you know, YouTube is easy to get on the television because there's YouTube apps. Right. You know, all that stuff. The other stuff, Facebook Live, Instagram, I don't think you can really do that. So what I realized, we have an Apple TV. And what I realized was that you can do the screen mirroring from uh, an iPhone or an iPad up to the Apple TV and then get it on the television. And I know that Apple TVs are like way too expensive for what they 
provide in relation to like the Roku or the Amazon Fire TV or all that stuff. But if you happen to have one and you can do that casting from an iOS device that you have, and there's also the Chromecast, and maybe that would work if you have an Android. I don't know. But I really recommend getting that stuff up on a television because I think that's really important for and get it coming through the good speakers. I just think it's awesome. And now I think we have more music, man. Who's up next? We have more music, man. It's Lotion Princess. I've been feeling like I'm biding time. Oh, I see another day float by. Pass me by. Am I awake? Am I living my own life? In the shade, can I get a ray of sunshine? Am I awake? Am I living my own life? Am I awake? Am I living the best life that I can make? Am I reaching up to touch mine? Am I really all alone or am I just fine, 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 fine? So many things to notice, sent in my ears and I wonder who composes
the chorus in that song from Lotion Princess, I wonder what you'll think of me when this is done. I will say, like, that is just such a relatable lyric about any kind of relationship you have and that you've ever assigned significance to. It just connects with me so much. Yeah, and it's so open-ended where where the, this could be so many different kind of things. That song was called Think of Me by Lotion Princess. It dropped on March 18th. We last featured Lotion Princess in February of 2019 with the song Carry Over. Lotion Princess is fronted by Sasha Elizabeth and also features Katie Parker from Born Dad, Andrew Grossman from the North Country, and Tommy Sherrod, the epic producer who's also in the band Brushes. There's a lot of dream pop that really doesn't grab me, and I don't really get why. Are you serious, man? What's wrong with I just, you? I don't know, but that, like, because of the lyrics... And the the vocal hooks and the instrumentation, like that's just is beautiful stuff. I just I'm so such a big fan of it. I feel like we play Dream Pop so often on this podcast. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We have played a bunch of Dream Pop, and of course I've liked all the Dream Pop that we've played, but there's like so much more Dream Pop out there that just sounds really generic and boring and dumb to me. So thank God that they're making really good stuff as well. We had the joy of seeing Lotion Princess back when you could go see live music. And gosh, you know, I'll be real. I kind of, I kind of like forgotten about like what Lotion Princess sounded like, except I just knew that I should go see them. Yeah. They may have a leg up just based on their very compelling band name. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. We, we really hope to get them as part of our Loose Unplugged series. Tip in the hat there, Paul. Yeah. Well, we're trying. I mean, the whole thing's shut down anyway. So, but, um, you know. We, we really want it to happen, is all I'm saying. And uh, if anybody can help make that happen whenever things start up again, then we'd be eternally grateful. Cool. Keep the show going, Paul. I think we should. Next up, Mr. Martin Royal. Marty's story is like many of the others. It started with marijuana cigarettes. Let me try
That was so good. <laughs> oh, you really get your money's worth because it was like it was three songs, three tracks. There were three parts to it. And uh, gosh, I love the drum machine sound. It made it feel really cars and new wavy. Mm. And I love that it eased you into the proper percussion later on. Yeah. So, so expansive. That was Pop Bottles, a pop adventure in three acts by Martin Royal. That was released on April 6th just in time for the podcast. Thank you very much for giving us some great content to share with everybody. Martin Royal, of course, is the lead singer of the band Washington Social Club, who we featured at the Loose Unplugged series back in December. This is a Name Your Own Price download, and track one is all three of the songs together, which you just heard. And then tracks two, three, and four are the three acts split up. So you can experience that however you like. It was recorded at Mobtown Studios in Baltimore, and I will say that Martin Royal is another one of the people that I have seen doing a live stream on Facebook Live. Looked like he was uh, maybe in his basement, just riffing on some solo stuff and some Washington Social Club songs. And, uh, you know, I put it on and watched for a while and chatted at him. And uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. it made me made me uh, nice and cheery. Do you feel good interacting with folks in the in virtual hangout spaces? Um, I mean, when I'm they... kind of I'm kind of shy. Oh, right well, now. you know, I mean, when when it's when it's me and I, you know, can say, you know, hey, shout out from Hometown Sounds and he can recognize who we are and, and be like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? Then I think it's totally appropriate. Cool, man. Good to know how you operate. Yeah. Let's keep this show going. Uh, next up on the podcast is Mustafa Akbar. Track. 
think I'm moving fast. We've got to make up for the past. I'm moving at a steady pace. Not wasting time with holding space. Oh, baby, tell me where you're from. Cause where you go, I wanna come. song was called Attracted by Mustafa Akbar. And I'm going to give you a big old dump of information about this. In the late 1990s, Steve Raskin and John H. were resident DJs at Jaded Wednesdays at Club Red, right around the corner from the 18th Street Lounge. Mustafa Akbar was the head of security for the operation, and he gave Steve and John a solo CD of his original soul music. They knew immediately that they had to get Mustafa on a track. Shortly afterwards, Thunderball recorded The Heart of the Hustler featuring Mustafa Akbar, one of the cornerstone tracks of the Washington, D.C. down-tempo scene, which I was definitely into in like the late 90s and early aughts. Mustafa would go on to record, perform, and tour with Thunderball as well as Fort Knox 5 and form his own group, Nappy Rhythm, with Rex Rhythm, all on Fort Knox recordings, and thus the Fort Knox family was born. In 2019, Mustafa Akbar was called home by the Most High, and his absence has left 
left a void in our hearts and lives. During 2017, Mustafa Akbar and John Modell teamed up to write and record five original songs at Q Studios in Falls Church, Virginia, with Blade Misner and Ralph Washington. The new tunes were mostly finished before Mustafa left D.C. for a musical opportunity in Key West, Florida. After his tragic passing in 2019, John Modell and Rob Myers reconvened at Q Studios to put the finishing touches on the attracted EP, the final creative output that crowns Mustafa's prolific career. That is a five-song EP that you can buy uh, on Bandcamp right now. And another little tidbit of information, the artwork is by Rob Myers and is based on a sketch that Rob and Mustafa had discussed back in 2018. Rob is probably most well-known for playing the iconic sitar riffs for Thievery Corporation, all those guys kind of helped each other out with music and were a big crowd back in the day. And that was really cool stuff. I'm really happy that that big end cap has come out celebrating Mustafa's musical career. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. We thank you for listening along with us and being a part of the DC music scene. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds. We have a website, hometownsoundsdc.com. We got music videos up there. We have an email address up there as well. It's DJ at hometownsoundsdc.com. So what that means is send us your music. Yes, that's what we need. We need the submissions. We need to know what's happening out there in the greater DC music community. But really, of course, the important thing is to support all these musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live when you can. That's right. But just in the meantime, watch them online. Watch them stream. <laughs> and we have one last track for you. This is yet another tribute song to somebody that has recently passed away. This is by Philco, who is a DC music DJ and producer who's uh, had a bunch of digital 12-inch and actual 12-inch releases been coming out recently. The song we're going to play for you is called House Music Can No Longer Be Commercial Free. The first thing I want to say about this song is I love how it continues the tradition of house music songs with lyrics about house music. Um, anybody that has been a fan of house music over the many decades that it has been uh, a force on dance floors everywhere knows that there's just so many house music songs that have singing lyrics about about house music. I didn't know this. Can you give me, can you drop a house music lyric that's about house music? Oh, I mean, there's like house music all night long. Mm, you know, like, uh, oh, I can't think of... Anyway, I, I actually was Googling this before and I found my way to a Reddit thread of house music songs about house music. And it just keeps going on and on and on and on. It's such a fun theme that they do. But also the song is a tribute to Sam the Man Burns, who was a legendary house music DJ who passed away in March, right before this whole lockdown hit. And Philco wrote this about the song. He says, I've held down Sunday nights at 18th Street Lounge with Sam for the last five years. And before that, had the pleasure of going to watch him DJ during his Sunday sessions more times than I can count. Sundays at ESL really are a special place for the DC house community, and that all comes down to the positive energy Sam created, both as a person and a DJ, and the people that were drawn to it. He was one of the first DJs I watched on a consistent basis as I was cutting my teeth. I learned so much from him, how to build a vibe, connect with a crowd, pick the right records at the right time. He really just knew how to make a room come together. Sam was also a great friend. He made a point to pass the torch and constantly support me during our nights together always starting up motivating and encouraging conversations before doors and after closing. Countless times him coming and sitting in the booth with me 
while I was getting a vibe going on the patio, always with a smile on his face. He really just was the nicest, most supportive individual, and I know I'm just one of so many that he has had this impact on. A few years back, I came across an acapella of his from the B-side of a 12-inch he did with OG and Pope. I sat down with it a little bit back then, but never finished it. I decided to revisit it this past week after hearing the news of his passing. The lyrics really encompass how Sam viewed house music, the impact it has, and the greater community it brings together. We really lost a titan of the DC music community and a wonderful soul in general. We will miss you greatly, Sam. This one is up for free download. So please check it out and do a little dancing if you can. Thank you all so much for listening. And of course, thank you, Tony. And of course, thank you, Paul. (laughs) We will see you all next time.